In the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. Well, last Sunday was Halloween, and Father Trent talked about scary movies in his sermon. I got to tell you, I hate horror movies. I mean, like a little jump scare now and then, some intense music is fine by me, but not a horror movie. It turns my stomach. But now it's a week later, and it's All Saints Day. And the reading is about a dead man coming back to life and coming out of the tomb wrapped up like a mummy. Might sound like this reading is a week late. But as I have been thinking about it, Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead is a perfect reading for All Saints Sunday, especially when it is paired with the reading from Revelation. Why is that? Well, I'll tell you. In a minute. But first, to understand why these are great readings for All Saints Sunday, uh, we first need to understand what All Saints Day is. Imagine that your average horror movie was given the Oscar for Best Picture. I think that you could probably say that that movie was given a prize it did not deserve. Now, it's just my opinion. Because I don't like horror movies. But after it was declared best picture, that's what it would be. The Oscar would sit on the director's shelf in his office or her office for all to see. Despite the evidence to the contrary of its deserving. There's no taking away the prize. And that is the gospel declaration of All Saints Day. Because all of us have a little horror movie in our lives, don't we? Not in terms of gruesomeness and fake blood, but in terms of falling frighteningly short of what we ought to be before God. In terms of not being our best moral self, and especially in terms of the righteousness of God. Be holy as I am holy, God says, and we fall way short. And if you're like me, you don't look in the mirror every morning and think, man, you are so righteous. (laughs) No, we know who we are. We know our screw-ups and our uh, temptations. We know our foibles. and Yet we are declared the Oscar winners. We're given the prize. Jesus took our sin upon himself on the cross and our sin died with him. He rose to life to give us the prize. The holy and righteous one declared us holy and righteous. The beloved Son of God declared us to be God's beloved children by His grace. Do you know what the holy and righteous children of God are called? Saints. By grace, by the blood of Christ, and by the declaration of God, we are all saints. So today we remember those saints who have gone before us, but we also remember that God has declared us all to be His saints. And maybe if I had thought of it before yesterday, I could have ordered you all little plastic Oscar miniatures uh, to take home and remind you. You have been declared the winner. Not 
because you deserve it, but because you are loved. So, then what does this have to do with our readings? Well, the passage from Revelation 21 that Jennifer read is almost the very end of the Bible. Revelation 22 is the end. Revelation 21 is describing the end of all things. The redemption of this fallen world in the new heaven and the new earth. And then the one who is seated on the throne, that's Jesus, speaks to John, who's the one seeing the vision. And he says to John, see, or I, I like the translation, behold, it's a little more gray, but see, I am making all things new. And what is neat about this is that, that even though Jesus is showing John the very end of time, he's speaking to him two, nearly 2,000 years ago. And he says, I am making all things new. And I don't think, based on the tense of, of the verb in the original language, I don't think that Jesus is simply saying that in the new heaven and the new earth I will make all things new. But it's more like I always am making all things new. That's who I am. That's what I do. I make all things new, says Jesus. I am always making all things new. So you can see why this is such a great All Saints uh, passage, because Jesus takes the mess in the mirror and makes us new. He makes us his saints. And you might think, well, gosh, Joe, I don't, I don't feel much like a saint. If, if you... Joe, if you knew what I had done, you wouldn't say that. If you knew what's been done to me, you wouldn't say that. If You wouldn't say that if you knew what I saw but didn't do anything about. Uh, or whatever the horror movie is uh, that you see looking back in the mirror. And my response to that would be, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. And the truth is, if you asked anyone that the church considers like a saint officially like St. Mary or St. Paul or St. Benedict or somebody like that, like they would all tell you they felt the exact same way. They weren't perfect. They were flesh and blood like you and me, but they would tell you also that what you feel is true about you is not nearly as true about you as what God says about you. And so just as sure as when he said, let there be light, that there was light, when he says, you are holy by the blood of Christ, you are holy by the blood of Christ. You are made new because that's what he does. He makes all things new. And actually, the word saint and the word holy in the Greek, it's the same word. Saints aren't saints because of the character of their life but because of the character of their God. Saints aren't saints because of the character of their life, but because of the character of their God. Behold, he makes all things new, and you are one of those things. One theologian said the Christian life is our learning to live into what is already true about us. And so Lazarus, in the gospel passage, becomes an illustration of what happens to us in and through Christ every day. We, who are dead in our trespasses, are called out of the tomb and unbound every day 
by Jesus Christ. His mercies are new every morning. Every day we die to ourselves, to our temptations, to the dream of our own glory. Every day we die to our unwillingness to forgive or our, to our reluctance to apologize. We die to our unkindness, to our secrets, to our fear or our greed. And every day we are raised to new life by the word of Jesus. Every day we are graciously unbound from the things we're wrapped up in. And every day we are set free. Because every day, see, he is making all things new. Now that's what's true. Doesn't mean we embrace that new life every day. Doesn't mean we feel it every day. Sometimes we stay wrapped up. Sometimes the tomb feels cozy. Sometimes we don't want to get out of the tomb of our own selfishness or, or unforgiveness or indulgence. Sometimes we want to, but we don't believe there is a way out. But there is because his word is true. Because he's always making all things new. I can't imagine what it would have been like for the crowd that was gathered around Lazarus's tomb. I, mean, I don't think any horror movie that we've got could come close to seeing a mummy actually walk out of the tomb. The passage ends and it kind of sounds like, oh, relief, like he's, he's alive. I think there would have been shrieks of terror. First, as seeing the man who was four days dead walk out alive. But then, then to turn their attention to the one who called him out of the tomb, who spoke to the father and said, thank you for what's about to happen. Because a minute ago he'd been weeping, not just over Lazarus' death, but over the reality of death itself. And to have heard him call Lazarus' name, to see the evidence of his word, his voice, walk out of the tomb. Who is this man? He's the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. And what he says is true. His word is his action. He's the one who makes all things new. To you who come to him in faith, imperfect though you know yourselves to be, he says that you are all saints. Now in the next service, 9.15, we're going to baptize two precious children, Henry Mabry and Millie Jenkins. And they are super cute. But they have nothing to offer Jesus. <laughs> they have no good deeds. They don't have even the ability to promise good deeds. They just sit there looking cute, right? They can't feed themselves they can't get themselves anywhere. They can't pay for anything. They're completely dependent on the care of their moms and dads. And they'll probably never thank their moms and dads for keeping them alive. They're cute. And they're expensive. And they're a lot of work. <laughs> and that's what I love about baptizing babies. Because it's all grace. It's all grace. There is no mistaking this transaction for some sort of mutual agreement. 
It's all Jesus looking on these children with infinite, boundless love and saying, I am making you new every day. I'll never leave you or forsake you. And you, Henry, you, Millie, you may forget sometimes that you are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as mine own forever. But I will never forget. I will never forget. And you're going to get wrapped up sometimes, Millie. Henry, sometimes you're going to feel like your life is a real-life horror movie. But I will always, always be calling your name. I'll always have an Oscar ready for you. Not because of your character, but because of mine. Not because of your love, but because of mine. Not because of your sacrifice, but because of mine. And Jesus says the same thing to you every day. He's making all things new. And therefore, He's making you new. Every day, calling you, calling your name from death to life. Every day, unbinding you. You may not remember it, but you are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. And therefore, you are all saints. Amen.